Kent Online News. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast. Lucy Hickmott. It's Thursday the 9th of January. Coming up, A&E waiting times at worst ever level. This is a health service which has struggled over the last 10 years with massive increase in demand. That is still happening now. Tribute to Iran plane crash victim who worked in Dartford. Tragically, his Iranian wife was also killed in the crash. Now, the pair of them had gone back to Iran after their marriage last year. And not enough staff to support cancer patients. About 40% of specialist cancer nurses reported that their workload is unmanageable. So they try to overstretch themselves. Kent Online News. A&E departments recorded their worst ever performance in December. Here in Kent, just three quarters of patients were seen within four hours, well below the government target of 95%. People are also having to wait longer than they did in December 2018. Back then, 83% were treated within that all-important window. The official stats have revealed the number of admissions across Kent has gone up by 7,000 in the space of a year. That's a rise of 13%. Hospitals in our county were also worse than the national average for last month, which was just under 80%. Sky's Charlotte Lomas has been looking at the data for England. What these figures do show is the unprecedented demand now on the NHS and its services and particularly emergency care. As you mentioned there, the figure now is 79.8% of patients being seen within four hours, just to remind viewers, the target is to see 95% of patients who turn up at A&E within that four-hour window. Uh, And the sheer volume of people turning up is now more than 2 million uh, for last month for December. That is a rise of 6.5% when compared to December last year. Now, this is also having a knock-on effect, of course, to other areas of the hospital. We're seeing more and more people waiting for routine treatment like uh, hip replacements or knee surgery and that number is now uh, more than 4.6 million compared to 4.4 million last year and this really does show the pressure the demand that staff in the NHS are under some with real genuine concern of how they're going to get through uh, the next couple of months as winter takes hold we do know that the cases of flu are twice as high this year when compared to last year and those cases have come early so this is what staff are having to deal with I was speaking to consultants in a hospital yesterday who do have genuine worry um, and about how they're going to cope and did lay bare to me the pressure um, that staff are under uh, there is of course pledges from the Conservative government for a cash boost for more hospitals for more nurses but this is going to take time to filter through and is not going to help this winter or perhaps even next. Neil Dixon is Chief Exec of the NHS Confederation. He's been telling Sky News what he thinks the national figures reveal. Shows an NHS struggling with hugely increased demand. we're, We're talking now about more than 3 million more attendances at accident emergency this winter than compared with 2014. We've seen a 6.5% increase between last year and this year. So this is a health service which has struggled over the last 10 
years with very little increase and massive increase in demand. That is still happening now. And in spite of much better planning and actually seeing a lot more patients. So it's not all doom and gloom. The fact is patients are being seen and the four hour target is something we need to look at, not, not to abandon targets and so on, but it does tend to be a bit of a cliff edge. So at three hours, 59 minutes, you know, it's a big problem. And at four hours, one minute, you're saying, well, it's, the, it's not a problem. And in fact, we need to actually, I think, have more subtle ways of measuring what's going on. But that, that said, what this does demonstrate is at the tip of the iceberg, at that point within accident and emergency, you're seeing massive pressure. Beneath that, you're seeing a family doctor service, which is struggling enormously. You're seeing hospitals that are often full, so they can't get patients out. And a lot of hospitals manage that process pretty well, and even people who are in a corridor can be very well looked after. So I don't, again, want to over-dramatise this, but the system is not working as well as it should because it's been under-resourced. The population is ageing. There are a lot of people who now age with lots of different conditions. We, we aren't yet good enough at managing in the community and we've certainly under-resourced the kind of services that might enable people to stay longer in the community without finding themselves having to come into hospitals. The population has grown in certain areas, so you'll find that, that there are accident emergency departments that are just busier because there are more people, more people around. I think social care has been, frankly, a disgrace over the last 10, 15 years completely underfunded, so there are many more people who might be supported for longer in their own homes who then get into crisis. I am saying it's not enough in the sense that we need... They haven't addressed social care at all as yet. That Again, small amounts that are put in to sustain things for another year. But a long-term plan for social care is very important. And they haven't really addressed the capital issue. So an awful lot of maintenance, a lot of IT, the sort of things that will help to make the system more effective, that has not been addressed yet. So there's a lot more that needs the government needs to do. We absolutely need more people. They, they, there are no doubt... Short, there are shortages, 100,000 vacancies across the NHS in England, so there are very significant problems in terms of that. But there's also a reorganisation that needs to happen, and that is about joining up services and investing in community services and not simply seeing this as a problem in hospitals. The hospitals demonstrate the problem just now, but it's not just a question of putting more money into hospitals. You need to put the money into the community services to relieve the pressure that is being now applied into hospitals. Across Kent, Medway Maritime Hospital in Gillingham had the worst A&E waiting times last month. Just 70% of patients were seen within four hours. That was closely followed by Darrant Valley near Dartford. Maidstone was at the other end of the spectrum. The figure there was 85%. Kent Online reports. Six men have been jailed over a violent attack on a group of friends who were out celebrating a birthday in Tunbridge Wells. One of the victims was bottled and knocked unconscious during the unprovoked assault, which happened as they were walking down Grosvenor Road in April 2018. The men who were aged between 20 and 28 have been sentenced to a total of more than eight years. There's good news for drivers who use the M20. It's been confirmed the Contraflow system is going to be removed. Restrictions were put in place on the London-bound carriageway between Ashford and Maidstone as part of Operation Brock to help deal with any cross-channel delays in the event of a no-deal Brexit. MPs met with the Transport Minister earlier this week to argue it's no longer necessary and we now know work to dismantle the barrier will start on Monday. 
Boris Johnson has spoken to Iran's president and called for an end to hostilities in the Middle East. The Prime Minister held a phone call with Hassan Rouhani following tensions caused by America's assassination of a top Iranian commander. Mr Johnson raised the importance of Iran complying with its nuclear obligations and challenged the detention of Nazanin Zaghari Ratcliffe, the British woman who denies spying charges. Tunbridge and Walling MP Tom Tugendhat is chair of the Foreign Affairs Committee. I'm extremely concerned by recent events uh, and I think what we've got to do is build up a coalition of allied countries who are able to uh, look for a solution here and I'm very pleased with what the government has done. I think the Foreign Secretary and the Prime Minister are doing exactly the right thing uh, and I'm very glad that they are. Meantime, investigators say a passenger jet which crashed in Iran was engulfed in fire before it came down, but the crew didn't radiate for help. Officials also say the plane was trying to return to the airport. Three of the 176 people on board who died yesterday were British, including a newlywed man from Kent. KMTV's Keelan Webster has more details. Said Tamasebi was on board a Ukrainian 737 Boeing jet when it crashed just a few minutes after taking off from Iran's main national airport in the capital of Tehran this morning. Now, as you mentioned there, all 176 people on board the flight were killed, three of them British nationals, of which one was Saeed Tamasebi. Uh, he was currently working as an engineer over in Dartford at the uh, company Lano Rourke. And uh, he'd also studied civil engineering here at the University of Greenwich uh, at their Medway campus where he graduated back in 2007. Now, tragically, his Iranian wife, Nilofar Ebrahim, was also killed in the crash. Now, the pair of them had gone back to Iran, where Saeed was also originally from after their marriage last year. It was believed they were going to have a ceremony in their home country as well. Um, so... Uh, what happened uh, today, obviously very, very tragic news, and the pair of them were in fact on their way back to the UK via Ukraine. Now, at this stage, the cause of the crash is not yet known. However, the two black boxes, which do record uh, pilot conversations, have been retrieved. Um, earlier on today, uh, the Ukrainian embassy in Tehran actually said that uh, the cause was an engine failure. However, they have since backtracked on that, saying that the uh, cause of the crash has not yet been disclosed. You mentioned that he worked at Dartford-based uh, firm Lane O'Rourke. What have they had to say following the tragedy? Yeah, so they have said that everyone here is shocked and saddened by the news of uh, Saeed's tragic death. Uh, he was a popular and well-respected engineer and will be missed by many of his colleagues. Our thoughts go out to his family and friends at this most difficult time and we'll do all we can to support him. And those are sentiments very much echoed by the people here at the University of Greenwich who added that they were deeply saddened by the news today. Now, as well as working at Lane O'Rourke, he was also a researcher PhD candidate at the Imperial College London. Uh, they said that Said was a brilliant engineer with a bright future and his contributions to systems engineering earn much respect and will, uh, and, P and society rather will benefit from that for years to come. Kent Online reports.
More than £23,000 in cash, which was found hidden in toys at the Channel Tunnel Terminal in Folkestone, won't be returned to two men. A car was stopped in February last year and the driver tried to claim they were unwanted Christmas presents that he was going to give away to families in Germany. But officers discovered the money and the men were unable to come up with an explanation. Kent Olympian Dame Kelly Holmes is among several people claiming to have lost money to the same rogue builder. A number of residents in Maidstone, Mauling and Medway have come forward to say they've paid Ditton-based tradesman Chris Hook to do work which was never completed. They want to stop him from being able to change the names of his companies to avoid paying them back. A charity is claiming there aren't enough NHS staff in Kent to help patients with cancer. Macmillan, which provides support to people with the disease, says services are at breaking point because the workforce hasn't increased along with demand. Dr Banna Haddad is a Macmillan GP in Kent. She's been speaking to Louisa on KMTV. So we know that there are more and more people living with and beyond cancer and specifically if we want to talk about Kent and Medway, each year 9,000 patients being diagnosed with cancer and more than 51,000 people living with, with and beyond cancer diagnosis. But unfortunately the workforce has an increase as the patient demand increase so the fantastic nurses and doctors they're working with the cancer uh, workforce they are overstretched so their workforce is quite unmanageable and we know by fact that a Macmillan helpline which is a 24 hours helpline they're receiving more than uh, 240,000 calls uh, last year which was a significant increase from the previous year and unfortunately people calling the helpline when they are in breaking points when they need the support that they can't get from healthcare professional and it's quite hard to hear that the patient they can't get the support from the local uh, cancer specialist nurses. Absolutely, it does sound really, really quite worrying. Do you see the situation improving in the future or potentially could it get even worse? Um, I'm hoping that it will get better, but uh, we, we need to have a government that has to uh, have a quite robust planning for increasing the cancer workforce. For example, uh, last year, Macmillan spent about £2 million in Kenton Medway to increase, to invest for a cancer workforce uh, for providing a better care, quite timely and expert uh, support for a patient living with cancer. We're increasing the expertise in primary care, but if it's not going to be backfilled by the government or the cancer workforce and nurses, the number doesn't go up. Uh, it's very hard for overstretched nurses to meet the demand for patients. Absolutely, it does seem like um, NHS staff are under a lot of pressure, and it must be quite a, a difficult job as well. What have you heard from any nurses or anything that say they're particularly overstretched? What What are their concerns? Uh, about 40% of uh, specialist cancer nurses reported that their workload is unmanageable but because they are doing an excellent job so they try to overstretch themselves but at the end of the day sometimes it's the patient that they suffer because of the lack of the workforce on, on, on the ground too. Absolutely. And so in terms of what you want to see in the future, is it uh, funding from the government or um, is that mainly what the focus should be, do you think? Definitely, because the government uh, has set a plan for providing a personalised care for every single patient living with and beyond cancer. And if there is not enough specific cancer workforce plan in the future, it's going to be very hard to provide that care. 
A retirement development planned for Medway has been compared to a prison by people living nearby. At kentonline.co.uk you can see pictures of what the 50 home scheme in Cliffwoods near Rochester could look like. Residents say it's just plain ugly and some protesters are also concerned about the pressure it'll put on roads. Rail passengers in Kent seem to be more satisfied with their journeys. Official figures show between July and September for every 100,000 journeys on southeastern there were 15 complaints and on thameslink there were 18 both of those figures have gone down compared to the previous year a woman's been given the role of Lord Lieutenant of Kent for the first time. The Queen's appointed Lady Annabel Colgrain from Ide Hill near Sevenoaks to take over from Viscount de Lille, who's been doing the job since 2011. Duties include representing the royal family at functions around the county and presenting honours and awards on behalf of the Crown. And a six-year-old girl from Kent has had her film breakthrough in the new Star Wars movie. Josephine Herrera Jackson, who goes to a performing arts school in Beersted near Maidstone, plays a young Ray in The Rise of Skywalker. That's it for now, but don't forget you can go to kentonline.co.uk for more news throughout the day. News you can trust. This is the Kent Online Podcast.